Welcome into A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. Uh, he is Zach Bingham. We are powered every morning by BetMGM. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. Uh, Got to thank our sponsors before we dive in officially. Renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Check them out in Lebanon for your brand new car. And also the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, uh, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports uh, medicine care. So uh, the Ty Sam Brilo story that came out this morning via Buck Rising, uh, I will let uh, you, Zach, kind of talk about some background because this has been like a couple days uh, that A to Z has been working on this Ty Sam Brilo story, but uh, Buck published it this morning at the website uh, that he retired and there was more to it uh, with some rumblings that went over the last couple of days. Well, yeah, and the offensive line, I think, has been an issue this year. And I think no that is why it's telling. You know, the Titans' offensive line from Lawan coming in and, and giving up. And it wasn't just Lawan that gave up the six sacks against Arizona. And Ch Chandler Jones getting five of those, right? So that, that, was a, that was a community effort, as we say. And then Lawan comes out, tweaks something pregame against Seattle. And they've been really working hard to kind of figure out who their offensive line's identity is. And it's been tough because people have been in and out of the lineup. Roger Saffold has been banged up. Ben Jones has been banged up in and out. We obviously know about Juan. Sam Brilo has come in, and I think he did a good job at times. He got beat at times. And so I think that's why this story is even more important because, one, Usually players of his age don't just retire in the middle of the season. Yeah. Th that is like, and, and that's, I think what we need to concentrate on first. People are reacting on Twitter, just like everybody does right on Twitter. They get Twitter trolls and you got people with crazy uh, opinions. You got people with sensible opinions, but the first thing that you should think of is why is this young player that, He's getting paid a couple million dollars a year. He's not like getting, uh, you know, he's not getting Lawan money by any means. He's getting some playing time. All of the sudden, retire. Yeah. What is it? Week six. But yeah, that, after week that, five, before week six. Yeah. That doesn't make much sense. So there has to be something more to this. And I think as we have revealed in on A to Z Sports .com, and Buck Rising has done his reporting. Uh, in, in and out uh, of his sources, that there is more to this. Yeah, so I'm going to read from Buck's article at A2ZSports.com. Sam Brilo had grown tired of the Titans, uh, and I'll show an excerpt as well uh, from the article right here uh, that Buck wrote. Uh, talked about how he ended last season into reserve with a knee issue. We never really knew what that was. But uh, he had been battling injuries so far this season during training camp this year. He sustained a foot injury that kept him on the injury report and never fully recovered as the season began. And still injured, his services have been called upon uh, in four of the five games so far this season. And here's the exit, right? 
While St. Brilo was trying to get himself healthy, he grew tired of being on call constantly before he was ready to play. He felt he was ready to play. The sense that he kept having to bail Lawan out wore on the veteran backup as well. The Titans lost uh, Lawan to an injury in week two in pregame warmups before their game against the Seattle Seahawks began. St. Brilo was again tapped in to fill in the last minute in a way that caused some frustration. The tackle performed admirably in the overtime victory that helped Henry uh, rack up 182 yards and three touchdowns in the game. So uh, there's also reports uh, that um, that really Sam Brilo had some frustrations and grew tired and was worn on by offensive line coach Keith Carter. Uh, and I'll go ahead and, and kind of uh, read about that as well from Buck's report here on the website. A more reserved personality, Sam Brilo never felt at ease in his position group's room. Offensive line coach Keith Carter, who many of the players have grown tired of over the course of his time on Tennessee's coaching staff, had the same effect on Sam Brilo. Carter has received praise publicly from the one and others, but that has also uh, when it came with an admission of how rocky that start got off to. And Lawan has talked about that. Uh, but in Buck ends with uh, irreconcilable. Buck's using big words. Hey, just, just, hey, hey yeah. this is a great time for you to tease the article and let yes. them go read it in its yeah. entirety on yeah. A to Z sports.com. Uh, go so go say, read it. Hey, Stop I'm pressing. Just trying Stop to give, doing too much. No, no, no. It's I'm a great, just trying to give a, every little spot of the article yeah. of the Keith Carter situation, Sam Brilo's injury, needing to bail out Lawan. I'm trying to set the stage out there a little bit. Uh, for well, what, don't, what, don't, don't build the stage. Right. So, but I, yeah. right? so I, I think you've brought up a lot of good points. And I think, look, you're going to have people that say, well, you know, what, what is this? This is this is a slash campaign on the Titans coaching staff. They don't know anything. If you don't want to believe it, don't believe it. I don't I mean, I don't think we really care. We gone out and done research. Buck is a notable Titans reporter and has been for the last several years. If you don't believe it, don't believe it. I don't give a damn, but it's the truth. And so, uh I think our reporting and our brand has proven that we do good work. Now, the internet's always going to question you, and yes. that's just how it goes. So, and I saw a lot of people in the chat today, this morning on Twitter, sit there chomping their chompers, saying, what is this? This is the worst report you've ever seen, which is so ridiculous. Think about your bad tweet of you saying, this is the, the worst report you've ever seen. Think about that, and then go take a nap wake up and refresh, and then read the article again. Something's going on, okay? And you can read into the article, this is real information, and a player just doesn't retire up in the middle of the season before the biggest stretch when he's needed. It's not like he hasn't played all season and he's not needed. Something is going on, and from what A to Z Sports and Buck Rising has figured out, this is what's going on. I yes. do want to bring up okay. a good tweet, a good tweet that I saw this morning All that right. I think fully encompasses how people should view this. Now, this is my opinion on this other person's opinion, but <laughs> bravo to Celestial season, Seasons. It's crazy how we all read things and have different interpretations. To me, this is ultimately an indictment on leadership from a coaching perspective and that's what concerns me as a fan. I thought that was very well said. That's Celeste's personal opinion. 
But I think that wraps up what the article embodies in the reasoning why Ty Sambrilo retired before the Buffalo Bills Monday night game and the Kansas City Chiefs game, the two biggest games of the season. It, it, there has to be something more. And I think if you read the article on A-to-Z-Sports.com, Buck Rising, who is in the know, he covers all the games, he goes to all of the games. The fans, I, I, I doubters, all of this. Read the article and believe it. I yeah, promise and, you something's going on, and the article tells you what. And I find it uh, hilarious, to be honest, that uh, Buck at times is uh, called out for being a Titans apologist and then turns around and has, in back-to-back weeks, back-to-back weeks, has reports, one, about Jayon Brown being the odd man out in the linebacker rotation and now reporting something about why a player just up and retired in the middle of the season. And I think Ramon Foster said this uh, uh, on Twitter yesterday. He's a vested veteran. Ty Sambrilo is a vested veteran. If he just continues to hang around, he's going to get paid. Like it's from, and Ramon Foster, former offensive lineman, now working here in Nashville, is looking at this from that perspective of an O lineman just saying, you know what? I'm out. It's like the Jerry Seinfeld movie theater gift. I'm out and just rolls, right? And, but he's leaving so much money on the table that's not going to be in his pocket. And it's because of something, right? There is tension inside the Titans locker room. And, and thank you, Anthony. Buck doesn't just uh, put bleep out there. He is well informed. Buck talks to people more than I think many people realize. And I, we were right on several Isaiah Wilson situations last year. A to Z Sports. Even though is we got just- criticized by the media by when when we reported things coming from inside the locker room that actually ended up being true. But everybody else forgets about that BS when it actually happens because the memory is like amnesia. All of those reporters that were criticizing us for that report, the staff report that we put out on how bad Isaiah Wilson is, well, that actually was true. So there you go. Jump in the lake for all those people criticizing uh, uh, us there. And yes. we're going to have that. I personally, again, and people get mad at me because I say I don't care, but I really don't care what Twitter trolls and what the, the Twitter sphere thinks. Because as Celeste says so eloquently, it's crazy how we all read things and have different interpretations. That's life, right? Yeah. So you can rely on what A to Z Sports Nashville has been over the last five years and what stories we've broken and the coverage that we get, the social media reach that we have and what we've built, you can dismiss that or you can actually say that it holds weight. I would do the latter. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there. So I do think there's tension, right? Let's talk more about this tension because – Keith Carter is not liked by uh, several players or is worn on several offensive linemen in the Titans room, including Sam Brilo for enough for him to retire, right? Uh, they brought back Sam Brilo too early from his injury. He got frustrated enough to retire. So there's tension going on in this locker room, but I think there is truly one guy who can fix it. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends over at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org is where to go whenever you have an injury in life. Know who to go to and know who to trust. 
uh, in the area, Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin. They have over a dozen doctors there who specialize in any type of injury that can go wrong. Make sure you streamline your uh, process to getting back to health with the Bone and Joint Institute. They make it easy on you because being hurt is a nuisance. Being hurt is annoying. Don't make the recovery part also annoying on yourself. Make it easier by going to boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Code A-T-O-Z Sports. That's A-T-O-Z Sports. They are the king of sports books. You get a risk-free $1,000 bet. Can't beat that for new users using that promo code A-T-O-Z Sports. All right, guys. So the tension is, I, I think, is real inside the Titans locker room with Bucks report. Again, Ty Sambrilo retires midseason. That's always something fishy. Nobody just says, you know what, in the middle of October, early October, I'm out, right? That you usually don't do that, leaving money on the table and, and not and quitting. Especially getting paid the way that these guys are, right? It's not yes. one of those like, okay, I'm quitting because I have a $45,000 salary job. You know, Tyson Brilo is getting paid well for what he is asked to do. So he has, there has to be a bigger reason to quit and retire. I don't want to say quit to retire or leave the team in a very big situation heading into two big games. I cannot, the timing of this is super important because the offensive line is not played well. And Sembrilo has been there to catch some of the bad play. And now he won't be there. Yeah, Donald says, last dude I can think of doing that was Rashard Matthews. Oh, guess who, uh, remember who broke that story too? Yeah, A to Z Sports. <laughs> so, by the way, just to add on to the credibility conversation from the end uh, of that last segment. So, uh, and again, like I, I want to, uh, Brandon says, why retire? Why not just let them release you? Because clearly the Titans did not want to cut or release Ty Sambrilo. They have needed Ty Sambrilo in four out of their five games. Ty Sambrilo says, well, I'm out of here because I don't want to deal with it. Uh, anymore. So who is another team in the NFL, Zach, that has been an absolute uh, drama filled uh, uh, soap opera so far this season? The Raiders. Another team. Well, the Raiders now, but the entire off, <laughs> the entire season, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been an absolute mess of a soap opera, right? With all the things Urban Meyer's done, all the other nonsense off the field and with bad decisions. They're 0-5. Losing makes it worse winning people don't spew or don't get upset and the tension tends to be eased by winning who is the one guy that carries the titans to wins with 25 30 carries 35 touches in a game three touchdowns in a game leading the nfl and rushing by over 100 yards derrick henry is the one guy who i really think can hold this Titans team together to reach their goals because the Titans as an organization in the front office, in the locker room, in the coaching staff have high expectations for this group of players and this group of coaches. Maybe guys are upset with the coaching staff. Maybe they're upset with some of the players in the roster. You know who they're not upset with? You know who has every ounce of respect from everybody in that building, 22, Derrick Henry. And as long as Derrick Henry continues to be the leader that he's been over the last couple of years, this Titans team can stay together. And they can win the AFC South. They should win the AFC South. They can win in the playoffs as long as Derrick Henry holds them together 
because nobody, nobody is going to turn their back on Derrick Henry, who whose motto is what, Zach? Nobody cares, work harder. Nobody cares, work harder. That is Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry is the one guy who needs to continue, not start, he's been doing this, but continue to bring this team uh, victorious on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays. It's all up to Derrick Henry, in my opinion. I feel like that motto, I love that motto. I've told you this. It's like my favorite motto of all time because I feel like society should listen to that. No one cares what you think, work harder, right? Go find a job. Nobody cares that you're go go work harder. That's Derrick Henry's mentality and mindset. And I agree. You didn't tell me that. I predicted that because I agree with you, right? Yeah. The middle of the screen says follow the king for a reason. My question, Austin. Are his hands big enough to carry this team for as long as he has to carry them? And for as uh, the volume of carries and touches on his shoulders, on his legs, on his everything, right? Derrick Henry's back is going to get tired at some point during this campaign. And um, the Titans so, have so to So you know who has to be healthy? A.J. Brown and Julio Jones have to be there to pick up the slack. Brian Tannehill has done his best, I think, for, for a three-and-two record. I think that the problems have stemmed from the offensive line and defensive side of the ball to get them to three-and-two. Tannehill got them in a rut, didn't score touchdowns early against the Jets. We all know that. But the other pieces have got to be picked up besides Derrick Henry, because I agree with you. He's number one. But... But Dupree's got to get back. This linebacking core has to improve. The secondary has to cover longer. And they've got to get healthy in the wide receiver position because Chester Rogers is a great story. And Marcus he's been, Johnson is a great story. Uh, yeah. Right? And he's been, there have been a, a breath of fresh air. But that, that air will not carry you to the AFC championship game. It won't. And so that there are a lot of things that have to happen. The one thing that can kill all of it is tension within the locker room, though. Tension within the building. And it does sound... Now, Ty Sambrilo is just one individual. Everybody cares and, and feels differently about different situations. So we don't know if this is an individual Ty Sambrilo situation. Was he the outcast? Was he outcasted by the coaches and players we don't know that I think that is the depth of this story that I don't know if it will be revealed but it may can this locker room continue to get stronger and closer instead of as one piece has gone away in Tyson Brilo will others follow in that same regard whether mentally not necessarily yeah. in retirement yeah. I think that's a big question yeah, and uh, somebody commented here. Anthony says uh, Titans are in trouble with no left tackle. They don't have no left tackles. They have Taylor Lewan. And by the way, Taylor Lewan seems like his play is starting to get back into some rhythm where he's playing better off. But uh, they can't afford a hiccup anymore, right? Yeah, and they yeah, had a no, big no hiccup at the beginning of the season. No doubt. Uh, Kenneth says, what's the tension? I missed it. Thanks in advance. We'll go through uh, Buck's uh, article and report this morning on AtoZSports.com here again momentarily and ask you guys another question. Ty Sambrilo retires midseason from the Titans. Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? 
big deal, small deal, or no deal of Ty Sambrello retiring midseason from the Titans. And we'll up, re-update, re-go over the report from Buck this morning. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. I have a Hyundai, Hyundai Sonata. I absolutely love it. You can go online, Wilson County Hyundai. You can look at their inventory. We were there on Monday. Painbone and his team will hook you up with your perfect make and model. And I'm telling you, it could be the Hyundai Palisade, but you just got to give it a shot. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Go online or quick trip down I-40, test drive a vehicle of your choice, and get into a brand new car today. All right, BetMGM, don't forget, download the app, BetMGM. Use that code ATOZ Sports. And with your first deposit, your first bet is risk free up to 1000 bucks. That is a fantastic deal to jumpstart your bankroll this football season. Take advantage of it today. That's downloading the BetMGM app with code ATOZ Sports. Your first deposit makes your risk free bet up to $1,000 uh, with your first bet. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years older. Must be present in Tennessee and for gambling prompt support. Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Talking about the Ty Sam Brilo story this morning from Buck Rising, where the, the, the headline of the article uh, is why Ty Sam Brilo felt he was better off without the Titans. And you guys can go check out in its entirety at a-to-zsports.com slash Nashville uh, for all of our Titans, Vols, Cowboys, Chiefs, Mavericks, all Preds, all types of stuff going on. But here's an excerpt from Buck's article. The tackle's time with the, with the Titans was largely bogged down by injury. During training camp this year, Sembrilo sustained a foot injury that had kept him on the injury report and never fully recovered as the 2021 campaign began. His services have been called upon in four of the five of the team's five games this season as Tennessee's offensive line struggled to maintain its health. While Sam Brilo was trying to get himself healthy, he grew tired of being on call constantly before he felt he was ready to play. That sense, the sense that he kept having to bail Lawan out wore on the veteran backup as well. Now there's other report in there about Keith Carter, the offensive line coach, wearing on uh, Sam Brilo as well as other offensive linemen in the, in the Titans uh, roster. So that is the tension that we're talking about. Uh, that's going on there. I I do want to say this. It sounds like Ty Sambrilo was not happy. And when you are not happy at your workplace, as we all know, that trickles into your personal life. When you're not happy in your personal life, that trickles into your, your work life. You have to do your best to separate that, right? That's your responsibility for Ty Sambrilo, but he couldn't. And so he decided that it wasn't worth it. Right. And you've got to, I feel like you got to get to a pretty big tipping point to retire in the middle of the season in a position that Sam Brilo is there. But I think this comes down to unhappiness. And the report says the unhappiness was stemmed from the treatment of players, coaches, and team. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so we've been working on this, I think, since Monday. Uh, and it happened that Ty Sambrilo officially was put on the retired reserve list Tuesday afternoon. And then Buck was able to put together the story uh, there too. So we're asking the question, is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal that Ty Sambrilo retired midseason? What's up? I have my answer. Okay. And it it is the opposite of what Kane is saying. And Kane watches the show. I, I know that. Kane says, 
OMG exclamation point. This is absolutely silly. This is no deal. He was a backup. There are others who can fill his spot and probably will be way better. One player's leaving won't derail their goal. Well, there's several grammatical errors in there again, but I, 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 I helped him out. I helped. Yeah, you did. Out. You did. You did. But okay. But Ty San Brilo, Zach, I'll let you go. You brought it up. My bad. Go ahead. This there's no way that this is a no deal because <laughs> it reveals something bigger than just a backup t- tackle retiring, and especially Kane. You watch all the Titans games; they have a problem on the offensive line. I don't think that there's just guys you know off the street. Well, there's one guy across in. the street that's trying to get a job, but that's another story. But, you know, like the, Isaiah Wilson was, and I'm not trying to bring that back up, but that really put this team in a bad situation. Dylan Radens is not ready to play. Mm. I mean, he's just not ready. Now, he may be thrown into the fire, but that that can be costly for teams, and you don't want that the expense to be Ryan Tannehill. Right. I disagree mightily with Kane. I think this is closer to a big deal, but it's a small deal because one thing Kane did get correct, this is not a starting tackle. Now, it would be different if your starting tackle decided to up and retire before the two biggest games of the season. So I weigh my my decision on this question based on that. I say small deal. Yeah, and the thing is, like, he wasn't a starter technically, but the guy was playing starting snaps. Like, the guy played and had to play for your team in four of the five games, including he started at left tackle against the Seahawks because LaJuan got hurt pregame. And I, I think that's a big deal. And Tyson Brylow is pretty good. Like, Tyson Brylow, for what he was, was playing well. I think Tyson Brylow was a massive asset to this team because he could play either tackle. He could play guard in a pinch when you needed him and he could, he can hold his weight while he was there. Dom quickly says, so y'all don't think Henry's going to get sick of carrying the team. I don't think Derrick Henry gets sick of anything. I, I don't I, maybe talking to the media is the one thing that Derrick Henry gets sick of, but he even does that admirably, but Derrick Henry doesn't care. Derrick Henry wants to win. Derrick Henry doesn't care about stats. He just wants to win football games. And that's a great thing about Derrick Henry. And I think everybody in that locker room respects Derrick Henry completely uh, because of how he approaches everything. I think Lane brings up a good point. And Lane says, big deal. The Titans have always thought it was a great locker room chemistry-wise. And this report contradicts that. Now, I I do think that there is – uh, some description within that, right? Is this a singular individual event or is this bigger than it, it really is, right? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, 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 we, and that's something that only the locker room knows, right? Like, only when they're, they're talking in the cafeteria, when they're hanging out, that is when things start to, to, to grow bigger. And that happens when you lose to teams like the jets, right? Absolutely. When, when things like that happen, then it starts to rear its ugly head lane. I would agree with you. This, if this is a singular event, I think it's okay, but if it's bigger and Austin, you alluded to this earlier in the show, if they lose to the bills in Kansas city and back-to-back weeks, now they'll really be tested because there'll be three and four under yeah. 500 and the next two games are not easy either. 
No, no, and I don't know if you missed that or people missed this, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the Chiefs starting running back, will be out for that game. He was put on injured reserve uh, yesterday. Now, Louis says, incognito, Richie incognito, and no, in no way are we trying to say that this is a Richie incognito story with him on the Dolphins with Jonathan Martin when there was like severe bullying happening, happening with that, and Jonathan Martin was what like literally went off the deep end because of how he was a we're not nobody is saying that so i i do want to make that clear we are not reporting significant bullying inside the titans locker room like what happened with the dolphins and incognito this was a case of unhappiness yes and 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 frustration because the frustration is because here's the injury thing's interesting to me because mike vrabel doesn't talk about injuries right mike vrabel his MO over the last four years has been everybody has an injury plan and everybody's plan is different based on their injury circumstance. Most of the time, Vrabel errs on the side of wait longer. Don't come back too early with the stars, right? Like with Bud Dupree, he's got time. With Julio Jones, ooh, something was tight in practice. He doesn't practice for 20 20 days, right? Uh, A.J. Brown is handled with care. Ty Sambrilo, from the report that Buck is saying, was constantly put into action when Ty Sambrilo did not think he was healthy enough to play. And Ty Sambrilo is not A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derek Henry, Taylor Lewan. He's not a star, right? So how he does get th- star treatment then? Right. And so is there's frustration from the injury side, and there's Mike Vrabel handling superstars differently than backups, which happens in every level of football, happens in every level of every sport, right? And Charles says, where did Buck get that report? Buck got that report from inside the Titans building. Buck talks to people. Buck has sources. Buck has credibility. Remember who was telling you that Shane Bowen was going to be promoted as defensive coordinator in the month of January? Yeah, what happened? That. So Buck has these this information and is putting this together. So I think you should trust credibility. Everybody trust on Buck. Twitter doesn't remember that stuff. They are no, they live in the does. now. And Roy says treat everyone equal. That sounds great, but that's not how it works. <sighs> Like that's not how it works, Roy. Like Roy, welcome not- to to our messed up America, bro. Like that's not how this works. That's not how anything works. Everybody strives for equality, but it's just it's I, I, I you know I, you'd like to say we're not there yet, but I don't know if we'll ever get there because social media, everybody has different opinions, right? That hasn't helped equality. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it has. And, I, I and- don't know. And Mark says I, that he doesn't believe that uh, at all that Vrabel's good with injured players. But I mean, maybe here is, maybe here is, uh, you know, Mike Vrabel doesn't talk about injuries because now he can use injuries um, the way that he wants to to do what he thinks is best for the football team. And at times, not playing Lawan is best for the football team, even if playing Sam Brilo hurt is best for the football team. Right? It's that's how they get to handle it. What's your answer? My answer is, I think this is, I, I, I agree with you. It's really damn close to a big deal. Really damn close to it. But I think I'm not ready to go big deal yet. So I'm going to land on small, literally the same type of philosophy and mindset you're talking about. I think this could be, this has potential to grow into a big deal if losing stacks up. 
because losing makes everything harder. Winning solves issues. That's why I focused on Derrick Henry being the one guy who can ease this tension is because they're going to win with Derrick Henry. And the offensive line, as banged up and as bad as they've been at times, they've been really good in run blocking. And Derrick Henry has been very effective. Now, how long can that last? I don't know. We'll all find out together throughout this season. But I, I think it's a small deal as of right now. We got a good question coming up next, which is what's your biggest concern for Titans fans for this team heading into the hardest four-game stretch of the season? What's your singular biggest concern for the Titans heading into the hardest four-game stretch of the season? That's what we're asking you guys. Yeah, it, I think it's a really good question, so let's get to it but real quick. Mandu.com, the pulse of fitness. Mandu is something you should give a shot when it comes to your fitness. It's a 15-minute workout. I've got one later on today, 4 o'clock, ready to go in Green Hills. Mandu.com, 15-minute workout, equals over five hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. It doesn't put any stress on my joints. I've got a bad shoulder from the past. i got a bad knee from the past. doesn't matter. I can do all the type of weightlifting simulated with electronic muscle stimulation and get muscle mass growing, target hard-to-burn body fat, and make sure I get healthier and stronger. Mandu.com. Again, your first workout's free. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they'll take 100 bucks off your first month when you sign up right there at Mandu.com. It is eSports powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. ATOZ Sports risk free $1,000 bet for new users. We got you hooked up. Yep. Check it out there with BetMGM. Okay, Zach, the question I think is good. What's your biggest concern for the Titans heading in to this tough four game stretch that has uh, tough opponents, two road games? Uh, and also two uh, primetime spots, hosting the Bills um, on Monday night, hosting the Chiefs the week after that, to Indianapolis on Halloween, and then going to L.A. with the Rams on Sunday night football in the first week of November. Zach, I'll go ahead and send you to the comments. Yeah, well, I'm going to read one comment because this – I was trying to figure out my answer. Yeah. And Jason Lloyd, I think – came up with my answer and it's a theme of this show I think in four games and I don't think I've ever been concerned about this particular thing until now it's the overuse of Derrick Henry you haven't where have you been Uh, you've been I guess you were out I've been talking about the overuse of Derrick Henry for three weeks (laughs) I've never worried about it though oh that like I've never really worried about this stretch though. It's like a catch 22. You have to have somebody else to step up to win these games. Yeah. I, again, I, 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 I believe that. I, yes. You have to have somebody like AJ Brown has to have a 150 yard game. Yeah. Or you have to have a sack fumble. You have to have like a Bayard play. You have to have a pick six. That, that I think, is the only way you're going to come out of this stretch the way that you would like to. Well, Zach, I've been saying this for three weeks, and I thought at Jets, at Jag was the perfect chance to do that. But what had to happen? Derrick Henry having over 30 touches against the Jets, and you lost. Then he had 29 carries, 
to beat the Jags. Like Derrick Henry had to have those carries to solidify the win against the Jags because of how stale that offense got in the second half and the Jags were flirting with some type of a quarter of comeback. Ethan Ramsey says they got to start capping Henry at 25 carries. No, they need to score touchdowns early in the game with Derrick Henry and build a lead, be opportunistic on defense. So in the fourth quarter, they don't have to have Derrick Henry getting six carries on a drive and scoring a touchdown to ice the game like they did last week. Because, and you know, I, I told you on Monday, Derrick Henry's on pace for seven NFL records and, and uh, accomplishments, right? At his current pace, Derrick Henry will have the most carries in a season at 482. He will have the most rushing yards in a season at 2,176. The most offensive touches in a season in NFL history with 529. That is what Derrick Henry has had to do through five games to get the Titans to 3-2. He'll be the first NFL running back to follow a 2,000-yard season with 1,500-plus rushing. Maybe the first to have back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons. The first to lead the NFL rushing in three straight years since Emmitt Smith in the 90s. And the fourth running back in NFL history to lead the NFL in rushing three straight years, joining Jim Brown, Earl Campbell, and Emmitt Smith. That is what Derrick Henry is doing, but they're going to, at some point, waste and use all of his superpowers before they get to the playoffs. And then you're going to lose in the playoffs because you had to use him so much in the regular season. (laughs) What about Randy? Where are the tight ends getting beat on pass protection, on run blocking, dropping passes in the red zone in overtime against the Jets? Michael Pruitt's having a great season. Michael Pruitt's doing his job. Anthony Furcher's been hurt and has been inconsistent. And Jeff Swain's been bad. So, bad offensive line play, hurt wide receivers, and lack of tight end production. That's not a good recipe. (laughs) No. But Derrick Henry's a cyborg and has been able to be successful even with all this. On top of bad teams. Like, like, like the, the offensive line run blocking hasn't been terrible. Like, it, it hasn't been bad. The offensive line run blocking has been solid. The pass protection has been terrible. So my biggest concern over the next four weeks actually is not Derrick Henry's usage. It's Ryan Tannehill's vulnerability. Ryan Tannehill is about to play some pretty bad A defenses minus the Chiefs. <laughs> well, the Titans defense is about to play some pretty bad A offenses. Yes, but the Bills, Ed Oliver and crew up front, woo, nothing to mess with, right? We know the Colts and DeForest Buckner at times can be very disruptive up front, right? And we don't even have to say Aaron Donald and what he's capable of doing. So I, I think Ryan Tannehill's vulnerability over the next four weeks outside the Chiefs because the Chiefs defense is atrocious. And and that game, I think, is just as winnable. Um, it's more winnable than I thought it would be going into the season because of how the Chiefs have shown that they've had some issues. So, look, they got to get A.J. healthy. They got to get Julio healthy to have those guys help out. So, I, I think Tannehill's vulnerability is what I answer the question with. You know, I, I think it's crazy – you know, Buffalo is trending to be the number one team in the AFC, right? Yeah. I think we they can outlast Baltimore. We haven't seen go through Buffalo in a while. 
in January. <laughs> it's going to snow. And you don't want to go and do that, I don't think. Um, so that Bills game, I think it really sets the tone for the next three. Because I think confidence boost, you know, they beat the Bills uh, in a really weird Tuesday night game last year. I think it surprised a lot of people. They can surprise a lot of people on Monday night. No doubt. Uh, they can. Will they? Um, I I don't necessarily trust that to be the case. Before um, we move on, I, I do want to get your opinion. What do you think about Avery Williamson returning to the Titans? I think it's interesting. Um, I think Rashawn Evans is an issue. And Rashawn Evans continues to hurt the team. And I saw Mike Herndon on Twitter kind of put this nicely uh, because somebody asked um, somebody asked Mike Herndon, like, Avery Williamson can't cover either. Why is he going to be better than Rashawn? Well, and so Herndon kind of split up into three categories. Can Avery or Rashawn cover? No and no. Can Avery or Rashawn run stuff? Avery, yes. Rashawn, no. Uh, do either player take bad, stupid penalties? Avery, no. Rashawn, yes. So that's three bad marks on Rashawn Evans and two positives, one negative for Avery Williamson. Now, it, what type of player is Avery Williamson now in 2021 compared to what he was three years ago, four years ago, when he was leading the Titans in tackles? I don't know. We'll find out. But uh, Rashawn Evans needs at least to have pressure applied to his job because he has to play better. And you sign Avery Williamson to do that, and Rashawn, even, Rashawn <clears throat> Evans either responds well to it or doesn't, and you have your answer either way. You shouldn't have to have pressure on your first-round pick. I agree, but that's not the situation, Zach. Like Just like Roy said, everybody should be treated equally. Yeah, I agree, but that's not how it works. Oh, <laughs> Rashawn Evans my, shouldn't have that, but that's how it is right now. My bold prediction is done. What is it? That Rashawn Evans is done? No, my bold prediction before the year is completely kaput. Oh, yeah. You thought Rashawn Evans was going to have a breakout season <laughs> based based off of just uh, your blind hope. And you guys <laughs> saying that wasn't bold enough. That was, that was bold and beautiful, except for it was ugly. It was, and it is ugly. It's very bad. Rashawn Evans has been awful, awful, awful uh, in most phases. Yeah, uh, as I'll, take, I'll take the L on that. That's fine. All right, you ready for uh, shade? I'm ready for shade. Oh, you are. I'm I, ready for shade. I am ready for shade. I, I this is uh, my shade affects millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people. Okay, <laughs> let's figure it out. But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, creating extra cash flows for you and your family. Also, long-term wealth, long-term equity, retirement plan ready. That's how Renters Warehouse can help you out for the long haul. Selling your house, one-time transaction. That might be right for you. And if it is, congratulations on the sale of your home. If it's not, Rent Estate can help you out in many ways, like I've stated. And Renters Warehouse does all of the work for you. That's renterswarehouse.com. They do all the work for you as the landlords. You just make the money. Renterswarehouse.com. What are you doing Monday night? Well, come hang out with us. 
the mainstay, home games. We'll be there Monday, broadcasting live, pregame, halftime, postgame show. Monday night football, Titans hosting the Bills. If you're going to the game, come pregame with us. Celebrate if a win. Come drink your sorrows in Mill Creek beer with a loss. Yeah, come check it out. It'll be fun. Uh, looking forward to Monday night football there um, as well. So, uh, Jerome, thank you. It is time for throwing shade here on the show. Zach, I Jerome's my guy. I, I don't know if we need to add Jerome to the payroll or not, or if I need to give him like an allowance or some type of tip every time that he reminds me to play the video. But Jerome is becoming one of my favorite A to Z viewers. Uh, hit the button if you got one for throwing shade. <laughs> so Jerome, my guy, I appreciate that uh, quite a bit because uh, I forgot again. So anyway, okay, I'll start, Zach, because my shade has to do with the story uh, that Buck rising throughout there is that everybody just assumes that Buck is making this stuff up. Like, like they're like, where, where did you get this from? Who are your sources? Why is there no, why do you not have a name uh, sourced? Why is there no quote in there? Like you think that Buck is going to put his credibility and his job on the line by making up a story on a backup offensive lineman. Like you think, but like, think about that. And then, a portion of Titans fans, not all of them, but a portion of Titans fans constantly complain that local media doesn't break no news on the Titans. Schefter gets it. Pelissero gets it. Rappaport gets it. But the Titans local media can't break news. Then when Titans local media actually breaks news, they question it and call it BS. And so like, what do you guys want? Do you guys want the local media? to break news on your team? Or do you just want sunshine pumped up your ass about your local team? Because most news that's broken by media is negative because most positive news that's broken is broken by the team itself in 2021. So guys, what do you want us to do? We're trying to do our jobs, which is covering the team well and honestly and objectively. And that's what we're doing here. That's my shit. I don't disagree, uh, but Twitter's going to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I don't necessarily like Twitter, but that's my own personal prerogative. Uh, I usually don't get political on this show. We don't do that. This, it's not what you think. It's not a, a COVID rant, but it is something that I have to criticize because of the way this particular state is going about things. I don't know if you heard this, Austin, but this week, California's governor, Gavin Newsom, did something so idiotic that it was just poorly planned. It's like they didn't even think about what was going on. Now, I am for this cause, but when you have a problem the way you problem solve is very, very important. So if you did not know, California passed a law that will ban gas lawnmowers and leaf blowers, ban them in the state of California. Okay. Let that sink in all of the grass in California. Think about that. Now I'm going to give you some statistics on why 
Gavin Newsom did the stupidest thing to solve this problem. I'm all for like, go green, less emissions. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And I know California, very liberal state. That makes sense. But Austin, the bill is basically against small engines that provide emissions that are blowers and, 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 uh, and lawnmowers. The problem is, is there is more than 16.7 million small engines in California. That is more than the number of passenger cars on the road. Okay, let that sink in. So how they're going to solve this problem is they were just going to allocate $30 million. That's it. So that's about $2 per small engine out there now. For California prices to get a elect electric blower or lawnmower, I think they're going to cost more than $2. They are setting this up for complete and utter disaster. Like there's a way to do it and it, and it, it stems over several years, but they are going about it the wrong way. So shade on California for being stupid and I am again, I want to reiterate, I'm all for going green and good causes, but go about it in the right way and don't force people to pay for brand new equipment without giving them money if you're going to change the law in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, that's weird. Um, also, I'm about to throw some knowledge on this because I randomly have a bit of information and knowledge that I know about electricity that I don't think a lot of people know about. Uh, but do you know how wasteful our electricity is? Like our process of electricity, like we get, like when you're when you get the electricity, like we have lights that are coming on to our faces for the show. Everybody's using electricity at some point and somehow, but you only get half of your electricity to you out of your outlet because half of it burns on the way to the outlet. And so it's not like electricity is efficient either. I get wanting to limit gas and try to go more electric, but we've got to get smarter and more efficient with our electricity process. And look, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't think people know how to do that yet, but I don't think just saying no more gas lawnmowers or leaf blowers is the way to do it. Uh, because now you're just going to waste more electricity by people having to do that with 16 million leaf blowers and lawnmowers. It's crazy. And to, to clarify, I believe I said this, but it is a bill proposed to be a law. And the problem that Caesar brings up is something that Nashville feels the effects of California is becoming a state that is harder to harder to live in. Yeah. And they're moving. New York is the same way. And it will come to a head here in five to 10 years, but they're pushing people away instead of encouraging people to come and the prices aren't changing. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. <laughs> Louis just says, I still use kerosene lamps <laughs> and I don't know why, why that just made me laugh. Like, <laughs> Oh man. But look, I, I did see that there was a lot of shade uh, thrown by you guys as well. Uh, in the sh in the show, I saw uh, some other shade. If you guys have some shade, we'll read it real quick. I was trying to scroll up uh, to find other people's shade 
Tom says, my shade is people from other states complaining about stuff going on in other states, which is kind of funny. No, going on in his state. Oh, He's oh, throwing oh, shade yeah, at me. I assume Tom may live in California. Yeah, that, that's pretty funny. Uh, Justin says, banning stuff really works. Look at the drug war, which is funny. Um, so uh, then Sean says, uh, my shade is at Dwayne The Rock Johnson being good at everything. He raps now. I mean, no one should be this good at life. <laughs> I, so, Sean, there's no bigger fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson than Zach Bingham. I think he's going to be our president one day. Uh, I've said that for years. People have called me crazy. I think I've said that like eight years ago, that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was going to become our president. Yeah. The rap is not good, though. That's the I, I, I have not heard it. it, it uh, it's so. brutal. The rock, the rock does a ton of great things. Like he's the man, but I did hear the rap. The rap sucks. The rap's brutal. I mean, you can go listen to the rap. The rap's not good. Karen says her shade is on Southwest airlines who canceled the flight to the Jags game. I saw Paul Kaharski said that his flight got canceled too, which is weird. Donald says my shade is Vanderbilt getting shut out twice in their past three games. My God, Vanderbilt is a disaster. Will Healy would never, Will Healy would never, would never, Donald. Uh, but uh, maybe they'll score some points against South Carolina this Sun this Saturday. I don't know. But anyway, all right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. If you have not read Bucks report at a to z sports.com make sure you do it it's all over our social media on facebook on twitter go check it out on the website a to z sports.com it's up there and we'll see i won't see you guys for the rest of the week i'm heading to the mountains i told you my good news last friday is i'm going to the mountains my wife and i are taking our two dogs going up to uh, a cabin for a long weekend taking advantage of the titans monday night game uh this upcoming week so we'll see you guys later on hope you guys have a great rest of the week for me and zach will see you guys tomorrow appreciate it a bunch and we'll talk with you later adios